Wow, that party was bear peng last night. Wanna come to a party in my yard? Yeah. Um. Um. Uh. Okay, man. If you don't want to head, catch you later. Wait, wait, wait. I don't understand. A recent survey of SGI students found that a staggering 91% of non-native speakers have been confused or unsure of what an English person was saying because they were using slang. If you don't want to miss out on the party, search for the Slang Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or head to our website, theslangpodcast.com, where you can listen and learn all the British slang you need. In this episode, we'll learn about choosing the right name to represent your business and a tip on marketing your business. Hi, I'm Sheldon Primus, and I'm here to help you learn the business of safety consulting. This podcast, The Safety Consultant, will give you the tools to be your own boss by protecting the safety and health of others. It's a win-win. But before this episode, here's a message from our sponsor. Start your own safety consulting business. Your knowledge and experience can give you the freedom of being your own boss. I'm Sheldon Primus. I've been a consultant since 2008. I've developed the Safety Consultant Blueprint to give you a step-by-step guidance to get your safety consulting business started. Go to safetyconsultantblueprint.com, enter the code PODCAST for 20% off of your registration. Experience the amazing feeling of taking charge of your own destination while helping others become safe and sound. Well, welcome back to the episode. So I just want to keep going with what we started with last week. And what we started with was sections from my book, which is how to be and how to start a profitable safety consulting business. You think I would know the name of the book? I should, but uh, but I had like so many times I went back and forth and back and forth on what I was going to call it. Uh, but right now I do want to make sure that we cover two things. So step one and step two that I had for that was actually. Uh, one was to choose a universal name that relates to your target market. And then step two was to secure your domain name as soon as possible. So we're going to focus on those two steps. I'm going to combine those things together so that you could get a really good idea of what I, I meant when I was talking about with those uh, those two issues. So first and foremost, when you're thinking about your consulting name, uh, if you're you know, Sheldon Primus Consulting Services. Sure, I think I have name recognition, but not to every client. There's no way for me to really uh, reach out to them and show them that I have experience in general industry, I have experience in construction. So in those different ways, I would not be able to truly give them uh, an idea of what they're getting. So in order for me to to get the con- or convey the message on who I am, what I'm doing, then I should probably have my name be some sort of indication of what I what I am. 
I have made a couple of insects exceptions in this way because I, I heard this one, uh, someone who's took the course lately, uh, the safety consultant blueprint course, and they had a portion of their name, which was R E N and they did Ren safe. For some reason, the, the way that that read out to me, I kind of felt that it may make you kind of think, well, what is this rent safe? What do they do? And uh, it may actually get you more and more into trying to figure out uh, what can this person, what can this company do for me? So I liked it. I, I like that. So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't something that had his first name, last name, but it was still a, a variation of the names, kind of like what I did with um, my uh, business partner for my company, Shelbro Safety. So Sheldon is the shell part. The bro is from Kevin Yarbrough. He's my other uh, business partner. So Yarbrough and myself, we created the company. So it's Shellborough Safety LLC, Limited Liability Company. So that name in itself uh, is kind of unique enough that it makes you want to think, all right, well, who is Shellborough? What do they do? Uh, what is the type of safety they do? So... I think something like that, a, a play on words, a play on names, I've seen initials before, uh, may have some sort of appeal to it. Uh, a way that you could even further the appeal is if you do have a name like that, get a tagline to your company so that the tagline could be one short sentence that will tell you, or excuse me, tell the potential client what you do. So, um, Shelbro Safety, training, safety training and consulting business, or, you know, Ren Safe, we do this. Whatever that is, maybe a nice little one-sentence tagline. You don't want that tagline to be more than a sentence. You want it to be catchy. You want it to be to the point. And then you want to make sure that everyone will get a good idea of what you do and, and then uh, as you build your business card and everything else, then you could start uh, creating more of the services. So that's a, a little bit of a difference. We'll go over that a little bit later on. But the idea for who or what your name should be should also go back to who your target market is. So you may have heard people uh, say something as, who is your business avatar. So if you haven't heard that phrase avatar before, think of when you're doing a video game. And I used to play video games. I'm not sure if uh, any of the listeners, if you guys are playing video games still, I know very good friends and adults that are still playing. And that's what they do. They love it. It's a relaxation. So when you're building your game and you're building your person, you're going to give that person of, of, uh, whatever the the look would for the actual gaming um, module, whatever it is, I forget what you would call them. It's really an avatar. I'm trying not to say avatar in my description of avatar, but uh, what you're doing is you want to give them the eye color, the facial features, the height, uh, the skin tone, what kind of hair, 
And as you're developing that, that's the look of what your character will be. That's your avatar. So it's not the big blue people that you see in the movies. That's a different type of avatar. So when you're thinking of your business avatar for who would be your ideal customer, this is the person that you think you could reach out to that you will truly relate to. Who's that ideal person? So when I first got started, I was thinking of being of going straight into the utility field as being a wastewater operator. I was thinking the liquid utility. So I wanted to attract the plant managers, the people that like myself, when I was working as a, a plant manager, I had a certain, a certain type of responsibility each day. I had a certain type of size of my plant I was working in. I knew that there were certain things that I uh, related to. So when I created the name Utility Compliance, the name Utility Compliance was specifically for someone in the utility field that needed some compliance service. And I wasn't thinking all OSHA compliance. I was thinking EPA compliance, safety compliance, uh, your health department compliance. All of those things was what I was initially targeting. So my way of uh, switching from Sheldon Primus Consulting Company to something that will meet or match my expectations or it'd be more of building an expectation for service would be utility compliance. So if you think of that name right away, you know that it has to deal with utility. The only thing you don't know is, is it liquid utility? Is it electric utility? Is it uh, oil and gas or something like that? So I, I actually needed to develop something else there. And what happened was the name pigeonholed me so much so that I was only dealing with the public sector utilities. And later on, I noticed that I needed more than that if I wanted to get into general industry and construction and OSHA compliance. So I created OSHA Compliance Help. So that name in itself, OSHA Compliance Help, could show you that you have someone who knows OSHA, someone that can help you with compliance. And that is the idea that I had when I created that DBA. So I didn't do utility compliance as its own uh, I should say Ocean Compliance Help has its own business. I did Utility Compliance Inc., DBA, doing business as Ocean Compliance Help. And in that way, I was able to reach out and get to both sides. I got to the compliance side for utility compliance and the water and wastewater people. And then with the Ocean Compliance Help, I was able to use that business to reach out to do Ocean Compliance Services, Ocean Training, uh, 10 to 30 hour those are some of the things that I was uh, using for the OSHA compliance help. That's the idea between trying to figure out what should I call my company? As basic as it sounds, trying to figure out what to call your company is a very big step. So I can't ex express to you how much that very big step is of calling your company something that is identifiable. And not only is it identifiable, it's identifiable to a certain demographic. So when you're thinking of the demographic, you want to figure out uh, what kind of companies and services do I want to go after? And that will be based on your services that you think you could provide and more than a competent level. You want to provide it at an exceptional level. 
So let's say you are an electric contractor and you've been doing electrical contracting for your career for a long time and you know electrical and you want to target electrical people and you think you're going to zone in on electrical and you'll do your best business with electrical, then you might want to do something like Primus Electrical Service. Sure, I've said the name Primus for myself in there, but the electrical service part is going to give some more ideas. But even better, you might have something as construction electrical service, general industry electrical service, or you might want to switch that electrical and service around in different ways. Play with it. Play with it as much as you can. Toss it out to uh, your, your family members. Talk to the husband. Talk to the wife. Talk to the kids. Tell them, you know, this is my idea for the name. Write it out. Write it out as an acronym. Write it out as uh, if you could do a design of a logo. Just really kind of think it through real good. And once you hone in on that, you're, again, thinking of who your clients will be, what type of business, what's the corporate structure, how long have they been in business, what's their size, what's the decision makers, what do they do, where are they going to be, are they on LinkedIn, are they on an association page? Those are some of the things that you're going to be thinking about. Uh, where do they hang out? So as you develop what your client looks like, that might actually help you develop your name. And then the other thought to that is, where do I want to be with this business? Do you want to be global? Do you want to be in your area? Because then you could say, you know, uh, right now I'm in Ocala, Florida. So I could say Ocala Electrical Services. Then I know for sure I am going to uh, pinpoint people that are in Ocala and those are the ones that I want. If I did the market research enough to know that there's enough people in this area that I can sustain a business uh, with just electrical, that's great. Or do I want to say Sheldon's Global Electrical Services? Then right away, you're thinking, all right, I'm not just stuck in this location. I am global. Therefore, I could reach out to all global clients and not have a disconnect by my name. There was such a big disconnect with uh, when I was trying to develop my business and I was going and talking to uh, people in construction, people in general industry, in manufacturing, and I was saying, I am Utility Compliance Inc., and I could do your OSHA compliance services. They actually did not understand the OSHA compliance service part because all the name Utility Compliance Inc. kind of pushed them off there. So... That's the only thing that I would really try to focus on is, you know, what is your avatar and what is a good way for you to relate your services to them? So that's the, the part about the name. The name is really important. And once you do get the name in, that's uh, one of the, the, the first things you want to do for starting a business because you're going to see it on your business card, you're going to see it everywhere else. So you get that name locked in, get it where you want to be. Make sure you're, you're comfortable with that name. Yes, I like this. And then after you do that, I mean, directly go to one of those uh, domain purchasing companies. And if you go to a domain purchasing company, I use GoDaddy. So I went to GoDaddy. I bought utilitycompliance.com right away. You want to buy .com, and the reason why you want to buy .com is right now, com is still king. 
unfortunately, uh, people don't recognize .co, .net, .biz, .company as much as they do .com. So you want to try to find a domain name that has .com. That doesn't say if your name that you picked it doesn't have the com that you're going to not pick that name, but it does say that you're going to end up having to do a little bit more marketing for that. So what I would do is as soon as I figure out that name or a variation of the name, I want to get that .com. If you're using acronyms, you're not going to get it. Unfortunately, unless you have a, a six-letter acronym, maybe a five-letter acronym, you might be able to get it. So if, uh, for, so let's say Utility Compliance Inc., UCI. I am not going to get UCI without, or UCI.com without paying a significant amount of money. So right now, the industry for the .com, and this is in 2019, the .com for a three-letter .com, even a four-letter .com, you should expect to pay somewhere in the range of four to five figures, uh, meaning a thousand and up, ten thousand and up for a five-letter, or excuse me, three or four-letter .com. They're very expensive. And if you were trying to get into the two-letter.com, like if you just wanted to do uc.com or something like that, you're thinking of six-figure easy. So $200,000, $300,000 for you to secure that.com. You're not going to want to do that. And even if you're trying to get a .net, the .net for three letters is not going to help you out. You're not going to get many of those. And in some cases, you're going to end up uh, having to hyphenate. That's almost as worse as, as getting one of the lower, um, they call them TLDs, top-level domains. So if you get a TLD extension and it's a .com, but yet you have to hyphenate, like if I had to do utility-compliance.com, Dot com, that's not going to get the same respect as if I had utilitycompliance.com. It's just one of the ways it is for human nature. Human nature does not appreciate that hyphen uh, when it comes to domain names. So you do have a bunch out there, though. There's a .net, there's .contractor, .us, .biz, .core, uh, co, .org. I said .com is king. That's what you want to go for. But if you can't get that, then uh, you can. The next best thing would be .NET. Or if you're U.S.-based, which I would assume you, you may be, then .US might be a good one, too. So I would go to, uh, I use GoDaddy. There's plenty of, uh, I mean, plenty of other companies that you go to, to to secure that domain name. But you want to get it as quickly as possible because what happens is that domain name will also be linked to your email address. There's a, maybe I shouldn't confess, but I had a competitor who I noticed that once they sent their email, someone sent me a copy of their email uh, that they would send to all the people that are trying to do business. So this competitor, they actually had their email, or excuse me, their company name at gmail.com. And they did not have, or did not secure the URL. I have a hobby of buying domain names. It's just one of the things I've been doing for a little while ever since my, my nephew taught me a little bit about it. So I bought 
their safety consultant business in the dot com. And eventually I sold it to them for like 400 bucks uh, because, you know, hey, I had the name. They needed the name. It's supply and demand, right? Uh, I actually did not renew my name one year for utilitycompliance.com. And someone did the same thing to me. They snatched up the name as soon as it was available. And I ended up paying 250 to get my name back when initially I had paid, I think, like 20 bucks or something. Now, since I'm a bulk domain buyer, I, I get a lot of these names for, for 8 bucks. But you know, for your business, what you want to do, you want to secure that name as quickly as possible. Keep that name as quickly as possible because that's going to be your marketing plan. It's going to show your avatar uh, that you are in business to stay. Because if you have the Gmail, what that connotation is, is you're not an actual business, that you're just someone who is uh, playing around with this thing. Uh, so it, you definitely need a Gmail. So let me go back and say that. The reason why is if you want to use YouTube or some of the other services that Gmail provides to you or Google provides to you, you need that Gmail for that purpose. So yes, I did secure Utility Compliance Inc. at Gmail. I did secure Shellbro uh, Safety at Gmail. I've got those. Uh, however, that's only because eventually I'm going to have YouTube videos and YouTube is attached to Gmail. So you have to secure, as soon as you get your name, you want to secure the domain, you want to secure your Gmail, but your company email should be your email if you want to do first name, last name, or first initial, last name, however you do that. But the domain should say at yourcompany.com. If you couldn't secure the .com for any way, uh, then your next best thing would be your name uh, at yourcompany.net.co.us, one of those other things. But try to keep it as organic as possible because that's truly going to make a difference for your um, your accessibility as well as the professional appeal of your company for uh, that domain name. So it's, it's not something you really think about when you're thinking about starting an actual company for safety consulting, but uh, it's a very important step. And I don't know if you guys remember uh, the whole 2016 election where Jeb Bush's campaign manager did not secure jebbush.com. And what happened is one of his competitors uh, actually secured that, um, that domain name and uh, directed it to their uh, campaign. So it's a, a very, very hard lesson learned. So make sure that you do grab that domain name uh, .com and keep up with it so you don't get hijacked like how I was hijacked for that uh, extra 250 Oh boy, did I hate paying that one because I knew for sure I should have uh, purchased it and I just did not. So uh, that is my well, it won't be the tip of day because we are, excuse me, tip of the week because we do have our own tip of the week coming. But just the thought process that I really want you to have is first get to really know uh, what services you are going to provide. Get to know who's the type of person that will pay for that service, your customer avatar. And then from there, you really want to figure out uh, 
from the customer avatar side, you know, how can I better make my company appeal to them? How can I make it so that they can look at me and see that I'm called uh, what's called a going concern? And that going concern is uh, my business is here to stay. And I've got what I what it takes that everyone can see that this business is here to stay. It's going to grow great on your business cards as well. So once you get your business cards, your business cards will say the dot com. Uh, when you get to business card, there's there's more about that. So maybe I shouldn't even get into that uh, business card side. We'll have to do the business card next. But uh, I do really, really feel that once you get that information down uh, for your name, pick it right, get your secure, your domain name, and then uh, you'll be ready for that next step. All right. So coming up, what we're going to do next is uh, we'll do this week's tip of the week. And each time I do these tip of the weeks, I really want you guys to think about uh, action. The tip of the week is here to, to get you some action, do some action. And uh, once you get the action step done, then the next thing that you're going to do is, uh, is just review, follow up if you need to, and get ready for the next episode. And when you do get the next episode, we'll give you some more action steps. Get you going. So, all right. Uh, at this point, get a break. And then we'll come on back and we'll uh, talk a little bit about uh, the tip of the week. Welcome back. The tip of the week. So this tip of the week, I actually mentioned it kind of like in a few different ways. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, let's talk about your business cards and your marketing material. So I finally get to use my marketing degree when I uh, first <laughs> decided to to get go back to school, do something that I really wanted to do. I was like, all right, let's get a marketing degree because I love marketing. And at that point, I was a wastewater operator. So when my wife was like, you're going back to school for a marketing degree, I was like, yeah, that's what I really want. And she's like, okay, she supports me. So it was really good. So I went back for my marketing degree. So one of the things that um, I, I really feel that is important for getting your business started is making sure your marketing material looks good. So your initial marketing material for any business is going to be your business card. That card that you show someone to say you are this person and then this is what you do. So the structure of the card, and I've, I've done a few different cards. I've done some cards with uh, uh, Vistaprint. I've done some cards where I printed out myself. I've done all kinds of cards where you just buy the stock paper and you just grab your printer and you, you go out there. You know, you do what you got to do when you're in a shoestring budget, right? So the first thing I, I want to make sure is when you do your cards, you want to structure it right. So use your real estate as best as you can. So first, let's start with the background. If your background is dark on the card stock, you want to make sure your actual letters are going to be light. 
So have that contrast. If your cardstock is really light, have some dark letters. So that's the basics. It's almost like your presentations. Whenever your presentations uh, for your PowerPoints, you're using a dark presentation. For contrast, you use uh, white letters on a dark background or dark uh, backgrounds with white letters, white letters with dark backgrounds, however you're going to do. And it should be white or light. So that's the first thing you're going to do. The next thing that you want to do is in the front of the card, uh, you can make that one simple enough business name. And uh, business name should be on your top portion of your card. And you want to kind of split your card up into, into different formats. So uh, top is going to be your name. And that should probably take up the top first third of your business card in the middle of the, the third. And I'm doing it in my mind long ways. It's going to be your information number. Uh, excuse me, your information. So it'll be your phone number. It'll be your address. If you do have a, a fax number, any of those things, it's going to be right there. And on the bottom third, uh, that can also be an email address. But... It's a good thing to maybe put a picture or, uh, and this will be more on a right corner, left corner, uh, a picture or maybe even a QR code. And the QR code is that code when you scan your phone, which has a QR reader. And that is a digital uh, hyperlink is really what it is. So once the QR code scans that little uh, box and that box is going to be a digital link to your website or a digital link that's going to be your contact information. Put that QR code right on your card because someone may lose your card, but if they scanned your information, it'll be on their phone. So they'll have that with them. So have that on the front of your card prominent. Then on the back of your card, that's good real estate. So don't lose that real estate. Uh, what you can't do is put your services on the back of your card. So with the services on the back of your card now, then you will have someone who could grab your card right away. They'll see your name, your contact number, either they scan it with the QR code. That QR code is going to lead them to a link to your web page or it can lead them to your LinkedIn page, however you want it. And then the back is going to show you the services. So they have a little reminder of who you are and maybe even where you met. And sometimes you could do that by, um, by just going ahead and leaving a little line underneath your services. And then someone could write right there under the line where they met you. So that's the tip of the week. Go get your business card out there. And you want to make sure that you're going to utilize that space as best as you can. So I'll see you guys next week. The Safety Consultant Podcast is brought to you by the Safety Consultant Blueprint Course. To take this course, go to www.safetyconsultantblueprint.com. If you need to get more information on the show, go to safetyconsultantpodcast.com.